So I invite you to come into a meditative position. We're just going to do a few moments of tuning in to and softening the energy. So close your eyes, please. You can turn your palms up on your lap. Become a little more receptive. Relax your face, your shoulders. <sighs> Come into your body. And allow yourself to be fully present in this moment. Feel yourself in your body. Feel your breath coming in through your nose, down into your body, and exhaling out again. Just follow that for a couple of breaths. Inhaling and just be with that. Exhale. No thoughts about anything. Nothing after this, nothing before this, just this moment. And if you see this moment as maybe two or three inches wide, just the small crack of a window being opened, and breathe into that. And with the next breath, let the window open to about four inches. And it's open enough that the fresh air flows in. And you feel it gently caressing your face. And you haven't moved from this moment. You're just allowing that. And as you do, the window opens another couple of inches, to say to six inches. And your awareness fills that space and it expands. And now it's as wide as, let's say, your shoulders. And you breathe and you just sit in front of that moment in front of that complete now and you allow the love of the universe to flow in this window right into you just receive it breathe into it let your breathing be your receiving And feel that widening above and below you, this one moment of being in the love of the divine, in the perfection of this moment, the all that is that brought you right to this moment, this place, the entourage that is here with us, among us, and for us. They surround us with love. 
they hear our prayers, they hear our intentions. And they bring to us the love of God and Goddess, the divine love. And the wisdom that we are ready to receive. Greetings, dear ones. I'm Cryon of Magnetic Service. Some will perceive that the room changes. And you'll be right. For these gatherings are not a mystery to God. My partner opens the portal in the pineal. And he steps away with his filters and his bias and he lets that come through. Which he knows is pure. And through the years he allows the translation of a multi-dimensional language to be linearized in what you hear. And so the man who says he only understands and speaks one language is wrong. Well, the reason he has trouble with any other language learning anything else is because he is concentrated as a translator on what you hear. And for 23 years he has been practicing. So that what you hear now and perceive now would be as pure as it can be. From his body. As it connects to the other side of the veil. And this is channeling. And so the group that is here in the room has been expected. And the group that is listening at perhaps what you would call a later time was expected. And the irony yet again is that if you ask the group who is listening at a later time, they will say they are listening now. <laughs> and so you then have to define now. And it becomes a puzzle. Well, the puzzle that I am about to bring you is greater than that. For I am about to define the nine energies of the human being. This has been given to you in pieces and parts in obscurity for the last decade. We have never done a channel where they were put together like we are today. We did not want to do that. And the reason is because it was before its time and now it's time. There is an energy of wisdom and acceptance in the room. The ones in the room who are sitting and listening are old souls. We define the old soul as the one who has awakened in many lifetimes to the point that the next lifetime after the awakenings creates a further awakening until you were awakened almost at birth. The old soul knows what it's like when they come of age 
perhaps even as a teen, realizing that what is before them spiritually is different than anything they're being taught in the family. And that suits all of you. Some of you feel you're just awakening now. I have news for you. So you're simply remembering what you've always known. And it's not a mystery that the old soul is here. When we say we've expected you, I mean you. Your name goes here. <laughs> Dear one, it is not a mystery to God, your life's path. It is not a mystery what you went through to get here. It is not a mystery the decision you made and perhaps the difficulty to make it. And the paths are so different. And yet, the family is so much the same. The love of God is like that. It resounds in each of you differently. But when you start looking in each other's eyes, whether from afar or close, the first thing you see is the God in them greeting the God in you. And so the gathering is honored, and we wish to add to it, as we always do. We wish to bring the family that has been departed. Some of you know what I mean. Some of the family departures are fresh, and some are not. But that is in your perception of what is fresh and what is not. And we wish to bring them into the room to stand around you as the message is delivered. To form a circle around this group that is in front of me right now. And we're going to have that family remain even when the lights are off. And that's not a problem for there is no clock for us. All is in the now. To them, three days is a blink of an eye. Where we wish to set the tone of the room and keep it at this level. And what they bring to this meeting is the past wisdom combined with the current wisdom as a catalyst for your understanding. Now let me begin the puzzle. These things are complex. They do not necessarily fit together in a linear way that you might expect. All of them, everything we are presenting, accurate in its own way, translated to linearity to you so that you can understand more about yourselves. The whole purpose of the channel is to expand the grandness of the human evolutionary process. <laughs> you are beginning to grasp more of who you are. 
And some want the list, and so we give it to you. And yet after we've given you the list, it may not make sense. Let me compare it to the meal that is prepared. You're looking at the book, which you say is the recipe, and you look at the list. And it has all the ingredients and all the seasonings. You cook the meal. And as you consume the meal, where is the seasoning? It is with each mouthful. It has imbued itself into the other ingredients so that the meal is consumed as one thing. And yet the cook saw it as many. And so the one thing sits before me called the human being. But I would like to give you the ingredients. Do not set that metaphor aside and say that it is timed. It is not. For all the ingredients are still within you, just like they are in the cooked meal. But I wish to separate them so that you can see something that you might not have seen before. All of the numbers I give you, and there are not that many, have energy. For when we speak of groups and numbers assigned to them are always metaphoric energies. Your perception of them has been explained in the past, and so they have meanings that you should receive. In the nine elements or energies of the human being, there are three groups of three. The nine represents completion. And so we are giving you the complete human being. Let no one add to this, for it is complete. There may be those who will hear the message and say, well, I would like to add number 10. It is complete, dear ones. So if there is another energy or another perception that you believe should be in the list, it belongs within the three groups of three. It is difficult to explain what's next. For in a recipe, you would see that each single element is unique. However, in the three groups of three, there would appear to be repetitions. And they really are not repetitions at all. The three groups are identified as the human group, the soul group, and what we would call the support group or the one that is complementary to the human. So I would like to begin by explaining the simplest first, the most complex second, and the most misunderstood third. And in the process of the explanation, I will tell you immediately that there is a puzzle. And the puzzle is that the higher self is in all three. Now this is a puzzle because in a recipe you do not have that. In this recipe you do. So let us help you by saying the higher self you could consider 
will be identified in each of the three groups as belonging to something different. But it ought to tell you something about the higher self. It is the only one element that is in all three groups. The higher self, what is it? It has been defined many, many times, and I cannot give you a, a definition which is any better than any I have ever given you. It is the core source. If I could explain to you who you are and who you, who you are with when you're not on the planet, you still wouldn't understand how you can have one name represent all. Now you can be part of the soup and yet identified by the name and light. It is not in your consciousness to understand this concept. And so my partner tries to linearize it as he steps through the things that I am giving him and translates the thought groups that he is receiving as best he can. It is the three in one. It is the one in three. But the higher self has precedence, if you wish to call it that, over all the other energies, for it is in there three times. If I said the words to you, core creative source, what would be your, your perception? Would it be God? Would it be physics? <clears throat> Would it be both? These are the things that are the puzzles to the human being. So we're going to identify the nine energies for you so you see not only the complexity but the grandness of the human. But all along, we're giving you the information that inside of you, more than anything else that we ever want you to understand, is God. Beyond definition, you are your own creator. Now, as I step through these, you will see a little bit more about why you do not sense it immediately. The first thing I wish to tell you is that these nine elements split into three groups of three represent the human being today. And that the definitions I give today may change tomorrow. Because you are evolving. Some of the aspects that I introduce may actually meld later. For as the human being progresses in an evolutionary spiritual way, these elements start to shift. There will always be nine. I will also add to a puzzle and give you some intellectual questions that I'll answer and you still may not understand. <laughs> and you are free not to understand. It is not necessary, dear ones, to consume the meal of the majesty of God to understand how it happened. It is not necessary. For you, when you feel the love of God in your life or receive the healing, to know the minutiae of how it happened. Do you understand? 
It's not necessary for you to look under the microscope and examine the cells to find out how they got healed for you to walk away different than you came in. Do you understand? And if you do, then I can begin. If you do, I can begin. The simplest group, the simplest group to define is the human group. You relate to this. The higher self in the human being, residing in the DNA at the corporeal level, is number one. Number two, as you might expect and we have identified in the past, is human consciousness. Human consciousness is not apart from the higher self. It simply is one of the elements we wish to split apart because it is in 3D. Parts of human consciousness are becoming multidimensional, and that is part of the evolutionary process that will change. Number three is what we have called innate, which is the smart part of the body. It is the part that is accessed at the moment through that which you call kinesiology, body talk, all the processes that cross the bridge between the corporeal three-dimension consciousness and that which knows what's going on at the cellular level. The three together create the human being walking in 3D. Now, as the human evolves, these things not only will change, but two of them will get closer together. Now, we haven't defined for you or told you how separate they are. But I will tell you right now on the planet, with the human being operating at slightly less than 35%, they are very separate. And we have told you before, why are you here? You search for the higher self. Your intellect and your consciousness all together trying to figure out how to touch that part of you, which is the creative source. That's separation. You muscle test to find out what the innate in the body is asking and doing, permitting and feeling. You ask it many things. You ask if it's all right to do this or that. You ask it if something is going on within your body that needs to be addressed. You are separate from your molecular structure, human being. You're aware of that, are you not? You could sit in a chair and you could have a disease in your body you're completely unaware of. The white cells could be rushing to the place to fight the disease. Alarm bells could be going off and you would have no clue until you get a blood test. That's separation. Let me tell you about the evolving human being in this group. The innate and consciousness is going to start moving together. Each one of you can become your own medical intuitive. You will be aware of what is happening through intuition. And the bridge between those two will start to come together. In the process, the part of this group, which is the higher self, 
will begin to show itself. And what this means is that the innate and human consciousness will all agree, even in situations you would not think they would, that there is part of you that is sacred. You'll begin to understand and see that death has no sting. The ones who circle you right now, who have passed on and have come back for this moment, if they could vocally speak, would shout it to you, that you are eternal. And do not fear that passage, because you're coming back sooner than you think. And the irony is this, that here you sit wondering about the separation, trying to learn about it. And yet, when you come back, it's going to be together. And you will awaken remembering, not what happened today, but what's happened in all of your lives. And that manifests itself in wisdom. That will manifest itself in a child who remembers to read and is not taught. It'll manifest itself in a child who remembers how to walk and is not taught. Remembers quickly the things that in your three-dimensional world that is so practical, you believe you're teaching your children. And it will come in automatic. And it's about time. And this is evidence that the spiritual part of the DNA is starting to increase its efficiency. And that's group one. That was easy. <laughs> group two is the most complex and the most controversial for those who are spiritually minded to receive. For you tend to linearize all that is God, just like you have all that is human. The three parts are the higher self, what you perceive as your guide set, and the third one, most difficult to understand, is the part of your soul that is always on the other side of the veil. So let us again identify this soul group to you. The higher self. Part of the three. Part of the nine. The one and three, the three and one. It's always there. Number two is difficult for you. Human being, you want your guides or whatever you call that which stands apart from you to have more wisdom than you do. And so this comes as bad news to some of you. It's you. <laughs> it must stand apart from you in order to be your advisor on the planet. And as evidence of what I'm saying is true, these change energy as you build your enlightenment, as you are awakening to spiritual truth, it would appear that these guides 
change. There is actually a time, and we have described it many times, when they appear to leave. These are what we would call go-to-zero times, where they would, what you call in your words, technically reboot and come back. <laughs> they come from zero with more information and more wisdom and more help with a different energy than they were before. You look at them in linearity and think they're new. That's funny. You even give them names. That's even funnier. <laughs> they're you. How can a human soul break apart and be in many places at the same time? Welcome to quantum energy. It is not difficult. It is easy in a multidimensional state that is not linear. It is not impossible. And the intellectual linear mind wants to know all of the, how do they communicate with each other? What if one argues? It doesn't work that way. You've just humanized God yet again. This is what creates the mythology that my partner was talking about earlier. You've got to figure it out. Well, don't. Understand the beauty of this system. How many guides do you have? Guess. <laughs> Three. <laughs> of course. This is the catalytic number. The catalyst in chemistry, in physics, is that which changes something else while it remains the same. And this is then wisdom and learning and healing and knowledge. And it's part of the guide set. The ones that help with your intuition. The ones that generate the intuition. Standing apart so they can see the overview. And guess who they work with? And this is the most misunderstood. Dear ones, can a piece of God really come, receive a corporeal body, and walk on the planet in purity? And the answer is no, because they cannot be sustained in a corporeal self. They would vanish, they would burn up, they would explode. You must come into an energy for the planet. The creative source does not put itself on the planet as the creative source. It splits apart. And so when you come into the planet, only a portion of your soul comes here. The portion that can be sustained in a corporeal body. And even though these, these are complex concepts, they're going to make sense in a moment if you follow the trend of the logic. Now, not only do you have parts of you standing outside of your corporeal body, but you have other parts which are on the other side of the veil. It's not your higher self. That's separate. Now, what are they doing there? <laughs> so let's talk about it. They're helping you. You know how they help you? And you've not really thought about this. If every single human has parts of themselves on the God part of the veil, it creates the potentials of synchronicity. This is how you meet the ones you didn't know you would meet. Because there's something bigger upstairs, you might say. There's a committee going on all the time to help push you and steer you into those you should meet.
You ought to hear them cheering. When you, in three dimensions, meet the one you're supposed to meet in order to do the things you're supposed to do against all odds. You ought to hear of stadiums filled with entities going, that's good. <laughs> you did it. And they were all involved. Even the unenlightened humans, listen to this, have pieces and parts of them on the other side of the veil which are in the mind of God. Do you understand this? So an unenlightened human being can be part of your life in a catalytic way because part of them is on the other side of the veil with a God mind. This is not easy to understand. But it helps to understand the phrase against all odds. You see? It isn't against all odds. It's part of the plan. <laughs> and it's complicated for you. For us, it's normal. It's beautiful. It's a system. It's sacred. Splendorous. This is what co-creation is. You're working with all of them. And you don't even know it. This will help you to understand a little more about the family grouping. Some of you get disappointed. Because you want the angelic realm to be at your disposal. With tremendous power, magic, whatever else. And you will sit there obliged to them as they help you and guide you. And this is not the case. Why not come out of the shell and trust your God part? Why not come out of the bubble and acknowledge that pieces and parts of you are sacred enough that you can trust them? And that your intuition is their voice in your ear. You helping you. Is that too much? This is a new concept, or is it? Not from this chair. Well, those are the words I have said for 23 years, but now is the time it's going to fall on more spiritually mature ears. Understanding is what is changing. So let us proceed to the last and most misunderstood group of all. But before we do, let us dwell for a moment on the soul group. And let us talk about a puzzle that will be solved in the next grouping. We have spoken many times of the Hebrew prophet Elijah. This master, one of the only human beings who selected by free choice to ascend while another human being took notes. <laughs> and you will find it in your scriptures. And what I want you to review and see and recognize is the metaphor that the watcher saw when Elijah ascended. He turned into light. And a vehicle, in the eyes of the watcher, the vehicle of the day, a chariot, took him up into the sky. 
And the chariot was pulled by three white horses. The chariot was named in Hebrew to match the principle of to ride. And in Hebrew, the name was given as the Merkaba or Merkaba to some. The three white horses metaphoric of the three energies of the soul. So you see it in scripture. It's always there. Look for it in the major religions of the planet, the free and one. Whether you think they have it right or not, it is an honoring of the three, which again is the catalyst for wisdom and enlightenment that you are freely given as part of the puzzle while you're here. You have free choice to awaken to the truth of who you are or not. Here's a question that the intellectual raises and we're going to answer it in a moment. When Elijah left, his corporeal body was no longer on the planet. So, does he now have six parts? Because the human group of three is gone. Now that is a good question, isn't it? We'll give it an answer in a moment. The last three, what we'll call the cooperative group, the support group, apart from human, but not really. Let me ask you this. <clears throat> You're in a beautiful place. You know what's in the mountain. But you know it's also in the trees. And the grass and the beauty of the sky, you feel it everywhere. It's not just, it's not focused just in a mountain, is it? It's in the lake, it's in the water. There is a life force around you that you may misunderstand. You are part of Gaia, and Gaia is responsive to you. We made a statement last year in a channeling on a mountaintop in the Andes. And the statement was this, there is no mountain climber who is an atheist. <laughs> and that is so. Just ask them. For the majesty of Gaia is imbued in every cell. And what they see there is a piece of God in Gaia and a piece of God in them melding. And they just want to stand there and they want to stay there. There are those who are so married to nature, you know they are, that they will journey alone to places just to be there alone, just to absorb what is there. Little do they understand, they are, are, they are so in love with it because they are part of it. So the third group, the cooperative group, is what we can also call the Gaia group, although that is not exactly true. The first part is your higher self. Now, how can your higher self be part of Gaia? It's in two places. It's in two of the attributes. 
the higher self in the magnetic grid of the planet. Does this sound familiar? 23 years ago, I introduced myself as the magnetic master. My partner laughed. He thought I was an angel that he could stick on his refrigerator. I laughed too. <laughs> In my own way. You're part of the magnetic grid of the planet. It explains why astrology works. It explains why consciousness is affected by the magnetic grid and the magnetic grid is affected by consciousness. And the physicists know it. And the satellites have proven it. And my partner brings that to the party, you might say, when he presents the physics of Gaia and consciousness. So you are part of Gaia. And the magnetic grid of the planet, a multi-dimensional soup of energy, which responds to the, the solar wind, the neutrinos, and the, the patterning of the sun, created by the gravity of the planets, all affect you. You're really part of this system, and not apart from it. You are not an animal that walks the planet oblivious to a tree, and you know that. And some of you are so aware of it, being in love with Gaia. That's where the higher self is in this third group. The next is very misunderstood, the crystalline grid. An esoteric, invisible grid, multidimensional, that is put in place there. At the same time, the humans were seated in order to capture human action. What you do is never forgotten by the planet. It is a grid of planetary consciousness influenced by human action. It is the reason why you can stand in a battlefield that is 400, 500 years old and still feel it. For what happened there is still there. We have told you that the evolution of the planet, especially right now, is starting to change the linearity or non-linearity of the actions of the humans on this grid. The grid is going to be far more responsive to joy, laughter, and compassion than in death, war, and horror. And it's all part of the Pachamama. It is all part of the movement of the planet that my partner has talked about. The softening of Earth. The consciousness shift that has been predicted that I told you in 1989, it was eminent. And now you see how that particular grid affects you and it affects all the things to come. For as you move into compassion and joy and love, as you solve problems in integrity and they stick to the grid, those who follow you will pick that up. Complex it is. It partners with the majesty of the human being. 
Now that's eight of nine, isn't it? Well, nine is special. <laughs> and I cannot say much about it. But I'll give it to you. There is a cooperative energy in the life of the planet. There has to be this balance. I cannot tell you yet why or how. I can just tell you that your love of the cetaceans of this planet is well warranted. They are part of the system. I will also tell you something that I have channeled only one time before that you need to hear it and you need to hear it in this channel. Is that when the Pleiadians came in all love and all appropriateness as a graduate ascended race to plant the seeds of this planet of free choice, they didn't just plant them in human beings. Use your imagination. It's why you're in love with them. It's why that in certain cases and on excursions you've taken in special places around the earth, you can get into the water and the dolphins will come to you. Did you ever think of that? What is it that they're attracted to? I'll let you think about that one. There is more coming, dear ones. And as this planet evolves, we will be able to tell you a little more about the role that they play. But you already know of their sacredness. You already know about the whales and the dolphins. The cetaceans are like a living library. They are important to you. They hold an energy that is part of you. They're one of the nine. And that is our story, except to answer the puzzle of the intellect. When Elijah ascended, when you leave the planet and go to the other side, what happens to the three parts of the corporeal human being? So I'll tell you. It's a grand system, it is, and now you'll understand why the cave of creation exists. The cave of creation is that place, a multidimensional place we have described many times, that is real on the planet. That is to say, part of it is in 3D and part of it is not. It is hidden and will never be found, and it contains what you would call a crystalline substance or object, and I'm not going to tell you which, that contains your Akashic record. That has to stay here in a form that is linear. And therefore, your life, when you leave, is imbued into this object, if you wish, this crystalline substance, if you wish, that is unique to the planet in the cave, ready for you to return. And the three parts of the corporeal human being in what you call this lifetime become like a ring of the tree in that particular imbued crystal. When you return, dear one, all that has ever been that your soul has experienced on this planet is picked up from that particular linear object and placed into your 3D corporeal DNA. 
And that is why your Akashic record as you walk around is so complete. Because you never left the planet in a certain way. A quantum way and yet a linear way. So that when you arrived back in, you'll pick it up from Gaia and continue the process. It is grand. It is beautiful. It is complicated in a good way. It is honoring to the human being. It is beyond what you'd expect. That ought to tell you that you weren't born dirty. That ought to tell you that you're born magnificent and there is a reason, old soul, that you're here in 2013. There's a reason we want to have you stay here and continue to radiate the light of wisdom to those around you onto the crystalline grid. I understand that this particular message creates more questions than answers. Can you get out of your bubble and just be with it? Can you not ask for the minutiae? For it's not going to help. It is not going to help. I want you to graduate. Not to understanding of the linear parts of this. Or the nonlinear parts. I want you to graduate into the peace of neutrality. That it is what it is. And move on to the next level. And that is appreciation. For the God inside. And the system which put you together. Dear ones. You are the planners. You are God. And that is the message for this evening. Go to it when you need to. And capture whatever part of it you need to again. But all of these things. So beautiful. So magnificent. So elegant is what the human being is really about. Plant the seeds of an ascended planet, for that's where it's going. And so it is.